listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. I figured out why I didn't want to talk about this. You know, one thing about seeing a therapist, I got into that world through uh, when I was sick and everything like that, is uh, I've learned more about this sort of thing. So I figured out what my hesitancy is on this topic. Okay. Good Lord, look at that thing. Stay tuned, we'll explain. Wow. Well, should I explain this first or the hesita- why I have the hesitancy? My f- first time I ever had a radio show was uh, in college. And uh, I was doing the mornings in college, and I uh, I made a comment about the food in the cafeteria mm. not being real meat. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, for, for whatever reason. Oh, that reminds me. It remind me the meat story. Yeah. And for whatever reason, people went ape dung, and and I, I, the, I had because to... that's what the meat was. <laughs> <laughs> if only you'd been around at the time, the Jack Armstrong College Morning Show would have been a bigger hit. There were there were so many meetings, and I actually had to talk to the dean. I mean, it's a community college, but I actually had to talk to the guy in charge of the whole thing, and was given a lecture and promised not to do it again. I got pulled off the air for a while and all oh this sort of stuff. Oh, my God. Because you challenged the quality of meat? And it was just a joke anyway. Yeah. How old were you at the time? Yeah. 18, probably, or 19? 18, yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay. Oh, my. Unbelievable. And it was my first run-in with any controversy of any kind in my entire life. So I was just, oh, my God, I've clearly done something wrong. Yeah. Um, I obviously wouldn't have reacted that way now. But that's why I'm hesitant to go with this story, because I'm, I'm still wounded. I'm still scarred from that experience. Huh. I went to get some water out of our little water machine. I put my cup under the thing. I pressed the thing, and a cockroach-like beast crawled out of the little spigot. <laughs> oh, out of the actual water hole? Yeah, you listen to me, water hole. Yeah, he crawled out of the little water hole. Yeah, oh, golly. That's what it looked oh, like. Golly. Isn't that what it looked like? You were in there, Hanson. Oh, it looked golly. like it crawled out of the water hole. So, okay, I was just going to ask. I needed, uh, like, a human thumb next to it would be handy. Okay. So I could get the scale yeah. of things. It's like a nickel, dime, quarter size. What, what are, so, yeah, hang on a second. I'm going to tweet a picture of it. Um, Because it, it it looks like it could be a foot long <laughs> in that picture. <laughs> it was about the size of a dime? About, okay. about a dime. Okay. Well, so here, you got the original. Can you tweet it? Hanson's in there when it happens, and I and I went, wow, look at that. That's disgusting. And he said, is that a cockroach? And I said, it seems to be some sort of roach. And I knocked it down, and it flew. Cockroaches don't fly. Right. Um, but it, it is it is from, like, the roachish family. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I can ID that because we had a bunch of them in our home uh, a number of years ago. It's uh, colloquially known as a stink bug. Because if you try to squash it, you notice it's somewhat armored appearance. Yeah. yeah. It, it will, number one, say, you can't squash me uh, with its armor. And then it will release a foul, foul odor. Really? Yeah. Hard fart primary. <laughs> All right. That was not helpful. Uh, that was yeah, a juvenile at best. See, if we Although have 16-year-olds voting, you're going to hear a lot of that. That'd be all right. Um, (laughs) But that stink bugs, the stink bugs I dealt with aren't small enough, I don't think, to come out of the old water hole. Man, that's, wow. It didn't necessarily come out of the water hole. But it came out of the right, it was in the spout at the spout. It crawled out from underneath it to appear to be. Well, it was on the damn spout. That's close enough. Okay, clearly, stink bug infestation. uh, Indeed, I just Googled stink bug, and that is an exact copy. That is a stink bug. I'm sorry, they're they're talking in my ear. Uh, Yeah, building management wants to see it. (laughs) (laughs) The dean of your old community college wants to see it. He's 88, Um, but he's pissed. (laughs) 
<laughs> but is it is it a gross bug like a cockroach? Because if you see cockroaches, that's disgusting. Oh well, I don't imagine they wipe their feet before they come indoors. So I don't know the problem. It's not with- the feet you have to worry about. I had cockroaches in a rental one time and called the pest guy. And the pest guy came and he said, "I can shine a black light on your uh, yeah. on your plates and stuff." And this is that they they urinate and then drag their butts across your plate as like they a walk. dog, like a dog. Oh, yeah, wow. they basically do the dog scoot across your plates. The old wizen scoot up in your cupboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. And if you shine a black light in there, you can see it. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's one of the reasons you don't want roaches. So is this sort of thing, is the, is the water machine back there just full of these things, urinating in my water? Oh, Jiminy. Did I basically drink cups and cups of bug urine today? Oh, Jiminy. Wow. Is that what happened? Hey, wow. And I'm Jeez. thinking, no. What? Uh, this is the sort of routine so, I was doing about the school meet. <laughs> I, I don't listen every day. Oh, Love man. your show. I got to go to English class, though. So. I think I might have said something like that. I think that burger i had yesterday won the kentucky derby in you know 78 or so which it's, it's entirely possible that that uh you are our fellow stink bug is in the water unit i think it's very unlikely that he's in directly the pipes where he the water just, yeah, would out. drown yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And and Carl says it's also the hot water too thing, right? So it would burn them if I if I'm getting my my tea. <laughs> Jack the brown marmorated stink bug is an insect in the family Pentotomidididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididid
and and Robbie was down in the dressing room or something, and uh, and he noticed a a small door. It was like the size, like if you had a safe at your home, or you right. put your valuables, right. your, your papers, whatever. And he thought, oh, that's funny. There's a padlock hanging from it, but the padlock was unlocked. And he's bored. He thinks, yeah, I'll have a look. So he grabs a flashlight, and he opens the door, and he looks in there, and all he sees are dozens and dozens of eyes looking oh. back at him. And he shuts the door. <laughs> he shuts the door, and he runs and gets the rest of the band. Says, you got to see this. Oh, my God. And I will tell you this, a bit of a giveaway. He mentions in describing that gig that they, it was great. They were really happy there, and they were eating lots and lots of Chinese food. Right. Well, he brings the guys back. He opens the door, shines the flashlight in, and there are a couple of dozen cats held in an underground corral oh my below God. the Chinese restaurant. Oh, my God. Now, I had heard that and is made incredible. jokes about cat meat in cheap Chinese food since I was a kid. Oh my this God. is, swear to God, Eyewitness testimony, this Chinese joint had a corral of cats for their sweet and sour pork. Oh, my God. That could have been a side business. They're cat sitters. Yeah, right. You know what? Everybody talks about how difficult herding cats is. Well, they ran seminars. Yeah, exactly. They had a cat herding training center. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. The World Health Organization. They labeled burnout an actual medical condition now. And here are your three characteristics of burnout syndrome, they call it. See if you have any of these. Feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Oh, yeah. Increased mental distance from one's job. Just in days that end in Y. Or cynicism related to one's job. Good Lord. <laughs> and reduced professional eff- efficacy. You're not as efficient as you could be or used to be. Um, it reminds me of, um, like you see those scientific studies that turns out uh, men find exposed flesh alluring. <laughs> so yeah. How much did you spend on that study? And we, we made a lot of, uh, you know, smart-ass jokes about this on the Armstrong and Getty radio program. but And I, for one, regret them. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know where we're going as a species where we uh, continue to deny the power of just getting over things. <laughs> I right. mean, of, uh, who hasn't like not felt into it at work or your relationship or whatever else it is and then you just think you know what this is this is yeah, I got I got to fix this in my own head. This is right. this is ridiculous. Uh I I I love her or I like him or or my job's better than other jobs have had. I just I need to get a better attitude. Yes, I mean we all yes, do you this, do. and we and we get ourselves <laughs> out of that situation. Right. And the medical community deciding that no, 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 you're permanently there unless some outside influencer comes along, whether it's therapy or drugs or whatever, to or, fix you. What's the need to codify it? You know if you're burned out or not. So do I. You don't need specific guidelines unless you're going to. Make it somehow actionable might not be the wrong word, but make it a thing, a real thing. So you have to get leave or you get insurance right. or you get treatment or, or or whatever. You get to take extra personal days. I can't, I can't imagine any positive use for having the three specific symptoms you must display to be certified to be burned out. Who cares? 
And it reminds me, I was thinking of this the other day. God, I've tried so hard to teach my kids this, but you don't know if it sticks until later in life. That everybody, everybody is going to get cheated, lied to, screwed. You're going to catch a bad break and then another one, then 27 more. It just, that's life. That's what is, that is, as John Lennon said, life is what's happening while you're making other plans, essentially. Um, or life keeps lifing you. I like that expression. Yeah. Life just keeps lifing me. Well, that's what it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be. Life is relentless. Yes. <laughs> it is. It Non-stop. Is re- <laughs> <laughs> Until it does. <laughs> very bunny story did you believe that it was going to be other anything other than that? But I don't understand why we're getting away from the idea, or maybe we're not. It sure seems like we are. Are we getting away from the idea that you would tell, I don't know whether it's a fourth grader or a CEO, you're not into it today. you got to convince yourself you are. Right. I can remember even as a young person deciding, well, i got to do this, so I might as well do it. You know, It could be as simple as you're being paid to do something. you got to do it. Or I have to be in fourth grade, so I, might, I have to do this report. I might as well do it. Right. Whatever it is. You can wallow around in your misery, or you can just get over it. The yeah. idea that I would say, you know, I just, I'm really not into this term paper. That I have to write about the Civil War, and I just I don't feel like I'm being as efficient as I could be. And what are some of the? Oh, I'm kind of cynical I'm about kind of, the Battle of Chickamauga. I'm kind of cynical <laughs> about this uh, this report I'm turning into fourth grader. I'm just, what is the point of all these conversations? Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's like an all encompassing effort to remove your agency, remove the idea that you're the captain of your own ship, or just uh, we're making too big a deal of. Little things. I think it was. It may have been Drew Carey, way back on the Drew Carey show. One of the characters on the show was hitting him with um, complaints, just like the the official description of burnout. And I don't know. I just don't feel like going in. I'm not. I'm not that good at it anymore. I'm. I hate my boss. And Drew's punchline was, "Yeah, we formed a group. It's called Humanity. We meet at the bar. I mean, that's it. You and everybody else." So they, the WHO says they define burnout as a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. So I guess they'd Fair be enough. saying that's for people that are tried to, to explain to themselves, look, you got, you got uh, a house payment and kids to put through college. You know, come up with a better attitude at work. Right. Um, uh, and then if and you they, decide you hate it so much, go get something else. But I guess they're saying if that, I don't know what they're saying. They, I don't they know do, what they're saying either. They do bring up one of our favorite phrases, will to live. There is <laughs> yes, there there really? can be a profound impact on your will to live. It ebbs and flows, doesn't it? <laughs> we all have those high WTL days and low ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just reminds me of the old 2,000-year-old man joke, the Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks thing. Sure. Uh, it, it, interviewer asked him, so what's the, what's the secret to, to your longevity? He says, will to live. Doctor will to live. He's fantastic. He does house calls. <laughs> Beautiful. I yeah. I I don't know. I I'm I'm confused by so much of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just I don't know what purpose that served that WHO announcement. If you're burned out, you know you're burned out. Now what? And then right as an adult, and and honestly, I'm not sure who I'm talking to because I think this is universally recognized. Then if you decide, you know, and and it's never going to get any better. Then you decide, all right, well, maybe I'll go do something else. Well, some jobs suck. Or I'll had, just drink myself uh, to death. I've had a bu- bunch of jobs that suck. You, uh, that w- Like, I like my job. I enjoy doing it. So sometimes I have to convince myself, look, there are, you've had bad jobs. Is, you know, it pays reasonably well, blah, 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 blah. But I've had jobs that are that suck. I mean, by when I was stacking boxes at UPS, there was no convincing myself 
this is a good, fun, exciting thing to do. Right. It's but it's it's purely a well. This is what you're doing to make X number of dollars. And do you have another alternative right now? Are you working on another alternative? I mean, doesn't everybody go through those things or not? Or am I wrong? Am I only in my own head? Do other people? No. It's just you, Jack. I assume assume everybody (laughs) does that. The WHO is telling me, no, no, people are not aware that they... uh, they might be doing a sucky job. Yeah, maybe we've skipped over the question. Why the hell did they bother to write this and put it out? What was their purpose? Anybody? Anybody have a guess? Nope. You've, you've uh, an I obsession mean, with just labeling feelings. Well, I guess. That's a pretty good answer. Well, let let yeah, me hit right? you with this. This was surprising to me. Uh, getting further into the uh, the decision to list burnout reached during the WHO assembly in Geneva put an end to more than four decades of debate among experts. What? Wow. For 40 years, they've been arguing about it. I got, I got to believe some of the people are saying, what are you freaking talking about? I'm burnt out right now. <laughs> Shut up. Mostly because this stupid conference brings the same stupid thing up every year. <laughs> oh, great. The burnout speech. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. The gentle art of grilling. I've taken young Sean under my wing, as he is soon to become a first-time grill owner. Is that correct? No, I've, okay. I've owned a grill in the past, but it's been, shoot, probably close to somewhere between seven and ten years since I've actively grilled at the place that I live. Um, Did you use charred coals earlier? No, before I was doing the... It was always the propane thing. I I know there's some debate on whether or not that's actually barbecuing or just grilling or whatever. Well, yeah, let's not get into that. It's it's grilling technically either way. but We're charcoal people. You know, I admire that. How often do you whip it up, though? That's, That's the problem. Yeah, once a week. It's like, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it is. That's pretty good. Yeah. Do you use Maybe. the chimney thing? The little smokestack to get the, the briquettes going? Yeah, or do you just I, use like 87 octane gas? <laughs> I use diesel fuel, actually. <laughs> Hello. Whoosh. Wow. There you go. Old because school. That, because that's the way my yeah. dad did it. And it will get the grill going immediately. Yeah. <laughs> diesel fuel. Yeah. I'll be yeah. damned. I use uh, charcoal and wood chips, to be honest with you. Mix. You should try diesel fuel. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> good. Why not? Good for truckers, good for chicken. Gets it going right away. I always yeah. wondered what that glow was off in the distance. <laughs> you know, I always found that the charcoal grill, it was like, you know, it was like if your boat was stored... You know, the other side of town, or it's in your garage. If it's in oh, your yeah. garage, you think, I'll just hook it up, let's go. And the other one, it just it's just enough impediment. Yeah, when I lived in an apartment, I had a grill out of my deck, and uh, I, I went with the gas, even though I felt like it was somehow, like, un-American, and I was a communist or a chick or something. <laughs> right. Sure, that's normal. Um, <laughs> a communist or a chick. <laughs> or, wow. God help us, a communist chick. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Apologies, it, the sexism is sickening. But if I could just fire it up instantly to cook a hot dog, it was mm. pretty handy, because you're not going to go through all that with the briquettes and... I didn't squirt diesel on Mary Burkett's when I had a, a deck in an apartment. <laughs> right, right. right. What, how, what do you use to dispense the diesel fuel? 
just, just a, like a the, gas the big tank? giant five gallon thing of diesel. I just pour a little on my briquettes. The five gallon one. I am impressed. Yeah. Just pour a little on Manly there. man. Wow, that's just <laughs> take a swig, get a mouthful, just spit it right <laughs> on there. You want to stand back though. She goes up fast there, Clark. Wait a second. I I believe our next call is from Kazakhstan. Dude, you are a hard ass. I mean, in the third world, they think that's hardcore. Wow. It works. Yeah, but so Sean's going to buy a grill for the first time. Is that right? Yeah, I'm just in the market for one looking for something that's, you know, it goes out on an apartment patio, so I can't get, like, the deluxe. You know, the, the multi-tiered, uh, you know, yeah. you, you got the cooler in the bottom and you got right. your, your, your smoker attached to the, 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 the dry ager. speakers. Well, that right. didn't ride right. flashing lights in case you want to dance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, well, those things are lovely. Let's start basic. First of all, yeah. uh, Sean, the man who buys a two burner grill to save money is a man who should have his head pressed onto that grill. Wow. Oh, I mean, that uh, as a way to check out its viability or is this no. some sort of quality yeah, control? Punishment. <laughs> oh. I've watched too much game of thrones <laughs> yeah no kidding now you got to you got to get three burners okay because that way you can do indirect heating get a little sear are we talking beef you get a little sear on there and then you put her in the middle and indirect uh, heated majority either of, low or high a majority of what i'll be cooking on there i would imagine to be tri-tip and or burger patties oh, tri-tip it's yes. perfect oh and the other well burger patties it's all about flare-ups what do you mean by what? what? Well, the fat drips down, and then kablooey, then all of a sudden you see black smoke coming out of the thing, and you're like, what? And you open it up, and boom, it's the Hindenburg, and, and your meat is, is either ruined or close to ruined. And that's crazy. It's all about drips with the burgers. So if you can do those indirect, gotcha. maybe get a little sear on them, but then put them in the middle, and then bake them indirect. Oh, it works fabulous. Point of order, though. The next time you, you use your grill... It's the Hindenburg because all that fat is just sitting there. It's very important. I, so you just open up the lid and just kind of burn that off a little bit yeah. before you start Take, cooking the next one. Oh uh, yeah, you pre you ought to clean your grill virtually every time you oh, use it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it no, 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 like no. A lot of oh work. no, no, lazy man's clean. Just heat it up to five hundred. Hmm. Cook everything off gotcha. and then I can do that. Back it off. Yeah. yeah. I'm. Uh, I've had grills for a decade that I never cleaned once. I'm qu- gross. <laughs> yeah. I've grilled at those like the grills that are available at right. certain public parks, and I'm almost certain there's no sort of regular cleaning regimen sure, for exactly. those. Exactly, right. and those those are fine. Hey, in Dirk Diesel, if you were to clean it, what would you use? <laughs> Muriatic acid or right. DDT <laughs> mustard gas? Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. I have two gas grills, two charcoal grills. Is that correct? No, I got rid of one. One charcoal grill and a smoker. Seems like a lot of grills. Wow. It's well, number one, yeah. I really like to grill. Number two, I got a bit of a hoarder thing. Mm. I find it hard to get rid of stuff. So you know the, that desk I uh, offered you, yeah, if yeah. you wanted it, well, uh, and I didn't feel like putting it online or whatever. So I dismantled it. We're getting rid of it. It's a major victory for me, just to get rid of stuff. But I don't know. So the so the three grills. So the the two grill or the two burner grill. That's yes. a noob trap. I need to avoid that. Oh, yeah, are, are there any kind of other obvious things that that it's like they they see me coming a mile away and they give me the the one with like oh no it's only got room for for a four ounce propane tank or something like do I need to look out for those sort of things you know that's an interesting question I don't think so as long as it seems reasonably sturdy to you okay you know and I'd check out the the reviews online because some of them do tend to get clogged burners and stuff like yeah. that they're just poorly designed um but no you'll be fine I'm again heat, heat plus meat little salt and pepper mm-hmm. people think you're a genius you go a step beyond that you know they'll be beating a path to your door 
Huh? I'm going to bring in some tri-tip on the show one day. Oh, please do. Yes. I'd be all for that. You know the beauty of the tri-tip? Even if you're not great at getting meat done exactly right, you got a little medium. Right, You got sure. a medium rare. You got rare in the yep. middle. You got the whole, yeah, exactly. all your options. Satisfy everybody except that guy who likes it well done. Him, he can go get freaking McDonald's. President Trump. <laughs> Trump, one of my best friends. Who I love in every other way, but likes his meat well done. He's a well done guy. Is is he? And um, he's also the same guy. And this is a guy who I'm not going to tell you too much about him, but he's had awesome responsibilities. Is he a communist or a chick? No, neither. As far as I can tell, <laughs> he he may be the least likely guy to be a communist I've ever known. Uh, but he's had enormous responsibilities. I go to his house. He says, "You cook the steaks. I don't want to." So, which is. One step away from, hey, you know, if you'd like to lay with my wife. To me, I just, I can't imagine it. Master bedroom's first door at the yeah, top of the right, stairs. Right. And I, I got a, a game DVR, so you guys take your time. I'll, no, it's, it's. Now you're like me. the guy with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The love hey, sponge. Like the love sponge, yeah. Cook steaks at my house. <laughs> yeah, sure. Then you come over, you can bang my wife. You're just walking through the bedroom while Hulk Hogan has sex with your wife. If you've never seen that video, that's the weird part of it. It's not right. the sex part, it's the, the husband. Husband, yeah, just walking around like not even paying any attention to the fact yeah. that Hulk Hogan's on top of his wife. Yeah. Anyway, back to just the girl. strolls through like, uh, yeah, I need my workout shorts, then strolls out again. Where was the remote? I that is, <laughs> right. I can't even you imagine see the remote. <laughs> that is so interesting. I know, I know. Um, is he a germaphobe? Is he got an OCD thing? Is that why he likes to? Because nope. that's Trump's reason for well done, isn't it? That he's a germaphobe. I just think he likes it. He prefers it that way. Yeah. Wow. See, I can get the OCD germ thing. I don't get preferring it that way. Yeah. The end of a roast beef, on the other hand, it's got like lots of seasoning on there and it's a little crusty. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well done steak. Fish. Now, that's advanced stuff, Sean. We should talk before you attempt fish. I'll be sure to attend the seminar. <laughs> All, right. All right. Can you imagine even trying to get a burger to taste like a McDonald's burger? How would you go about it? You'd have to find some horses. <laughs> Michael! Wow. They, oh, we'll have to edit they that have out. buildings oh, full of attorneys oh, on retainer. All right, I'll shut up. Name means name, my friend. Oh, um, boy. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Some of them hmm. might be getting the right meat. I don't know. But it, how do you get a burger to taste like a McDonald's burger, which I find delicious, and I eat at least once a week, but it doesn't taste like a hamburger. Thin, griddle cooked. But that wouldn't make it taste that way, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, yeah, you got a lot of work. The, the patty itself. My wife makes lots of burgers on the stove. They don't taste that way. I'd have to do a little reverse engineering. I would have to just say, I want you to bring me a patty, quarter pounder patty. Are we talking about the regular hamburger? which tastes subtly different than a quarter pounder, in yeah, my opinion. for some reason. Yeah. Bring me just a hamburger patty, please. What would you like on that, sir? I just want the patty. No bun, no nothing. Then I'd have to eat it, eat on it for a while and try to discern what spices might be in there. I guarantee there's enough salt to cause you, you know, mm. hypertension for the rest of your days. Again, the attorneys. Um, but, yeah, you'd have to reverse engineer it. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And there's chicken. You ever barbecued a chicken? 
Chicken and I will overdo because I have a real, I really don't want to eat undercooked chicken. Oh, I, I enjoy just find it. that disgusting. Yeah, turkey part of the sushi. Oh, under, You've never had turkey sushi? Undercooked meat. I can eat a bloody steak, but undercooked chicken just gross. It makes me want to throw up thinking about turkey it. Turkey tartare. Oh, oh raw chicken is just, yeah, just so a little translucent. Oh. That's when you know it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's you can see through it a little. Yeah, done. Ah, stop. Yeah. Get up to the light. Exactly. Yeah. Now, that's Oi. good stuff. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So I've mentioned uh, once or twice on the radio show that my daughter, Little D, uh, came home from college for just a few days, unfortunately. She's a busy girl. She has more important things to do than visit her poor old parents. But <laughs> uh, So she's flying coast to coast, and there are horrific storms uh, on the East Coast where she's uh, living and going to school. And so she gets delayed for a full 24 hours. And she gets into, well, before she was delayed, she's there at the airport. Flights are getting canceled. Right. And she waits in the line to get it dealt with. The people in front of her happen to be going to the same place. Um, and it took them 40 minutes to figure out what they were going to do with them. So she stood there tapping her foot, waiting for another one of the gate agents to come available for 40 minutes what do you mean figure out what to do with them oh how to reroute them how to get them where they're going where do we send you through what airport tomorrow i guess and 40 minutes yeah i know i i know but so little d uh, took considerably less because she was traveling alone it's easier to find one seat than two but she got routed all over god's green earth to get home but one of the legs from LaGuardia to Chicago's O'Hare, New York to, to Chicago, was in first class. Because oh, that awesome. was the only seat that they had for her. Right. Um, but she was completely uncomfortable the whole way. She kept texting me, Dad, this is weird. People keep asking me what I want, and everybody's looking <laughs> yeah. at me. They know I'm a faker. They can tell I'm not supposed to I'm be imposter here. Imposter syndrome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I said, everybody's faking it. Don't worry about it. Enjoy it. I I actually said, this is probably violating the law to even say this uh, on a podcast, but I I told her, uh, ask for a glass of wine, and if they card you, tell them you're going to open the emergency exit door. (laughs) (laughs) Or or say, you're just just saying that because I'm American Indian. (laughs) Oh, my God. Then they'll give you the drink. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's hardball. Uh, It was funny, and and then she got home, and I expected her to say, but, you know, once I got used to it, it was kind of cool, but. No, she was just so uncomfortable. I always there. fear wielding. I, I'm not in first class very often in my life. I always feel weird there. No, I love it. <laughs> I was born for it. Um, but, and then I said to her, well, all that extra room you had like that. And she says, Dad, I'm pretty small. There's plenty of room in a regular seat for me, which is obviously sizest discrimination. Larger people uh-huh. are discriminated against by the airlines. Yep. They ought to have a huge variety of seats and leg rooms. Uh, and I'm going to sue soon. Class action, please join me. But... The one thing about first class, here's a little hack for you, a little life hack. It, it's prohibitively expensive for most people most of the time, mm-hmm. um, but it is vastly more pleasant. And well, here's, it, yeah, it definitely no, no, is no, more no, pleasant. No, 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 listen, yeah. though. Here's the one time it's worth it. And and if if it's like an extra $800 per seat, well, then you'd have to be a rich guy or crazy, in my mind, to do it. But on a couple of vacations, when Judy and I had like an all-day multiple flight thing, right? and it was only like $350 uh, per seat extra to fly first class, it 
Here it here's what it does. Day one and whatever, we'll say day seven, last day of vacation. Those two days go from miserable days you dread all the way up to and then suffer through to another day of vacation on each end of your oh, vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's part of your vacation. It's, it's because... like being at a nice nightclub. Because you're in a very comfortable chair with a whole bunch of entertainment options, right. eating real food. Right, they're serving you <laughs> drinks if you want them. With a bathroom wherever, whenever you want. You just go to the bathroom whenever you want. No, get out of my way, or can I get through here, or anything like that. Uh, right, it's it's pretty cush and pretty fun. And you think about, all right, what are you spending on your vacation mm-hmm. per day? It depends on different people, obviously, different levels of wealth, etc. But, you know, if... If it only costs you a few hundred bucks to have those two days be like relaxing and pleasurable as opposed to miserable, uh, that's when we've done it. Yeah, factored into the price of your overall vacation. And yeah, and did not regret it. But, but I never can, I, ne- I never will be able to on like I'm um, going from here to Chicago trip. And I think, you know what? My life's going okay. What would first class cost? And I think. Okay, so I could be slightly more comfortable for three and a half hours. Right. Or spend this on, I can think of like 50 other things I'd rather spend the money on. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, depending on the way you look at life, normally it's crazy, but man, for a vacation, it's crazy. Or, of course, save it. Penny saved is a penny earned, Jack. Well, I will tell you, you know, back in the day at various radio stations in several markets, uh, they would fly you places like, I don't know, London, England, and we would get bumped up to first class. Because you worked for a radio station or something? Yeah, just the way it kind of worked out, because we would go with a bunch of listeners, maybe two, three hundred listeners as well, and some of us managed to get bumped up to first class. (laughs) There you go. And I will tell you, it is... If you drink and you're on a long flight, first class is... Freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they start serving you drinks before you take oh, off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, yeah. a bottle of champagne. The peasants are still trying to squeeze into their seats. <laughs> right, right. Right. I had Greyhound yeah. move me up to the front of the bus once. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? Nice view up there. <laughs> yeah. Another life hack. Right. You know what I don't get is um, when I hear you tell stories like that, Marshall, or anybody in any business on how, yeah, we used to we used to fly for class or used to have an expense account doing this, right. blah, blah, blah. Businesses always have been into making profit and as much profit as possible. Mm-hmm. But why did it go from that to, you know, you can't get toner for your copier <laughs> in every business in America? Right. You know, uh, part of it's global competition. The other part of it, I think, is we've gone from the era where you have two employers in your life to where you have like four careers and 16 employers. Um, they don't uh, care if you're happy? Is that yeah, what you're saying? I think that's or? part of it. Yeah, they don't care as much. Right. It, well, it's like, you know, the same reason they pamper first-class customers, because you're worth more. Um, yeah, it, it's probably those two things, although I haven't thought about that much. I don't know. Cost of insurance? The liberals. <laughs> <laughs> the liberals. That's it. But well, don't you know yeah, lots of it. industries where people say that? Yeah, yeah back oh, in the yeah, day, yeah. we used to have the front row seats at the local stadium, and right. we'd go out to eat all the time, and fly first class, and all this. Yeah. And now none of that exists. Right. Well, we've talked about this in a number of contexts through the years, but you, we, the the American people, measure so much in the last 50, 60, 70 years, whatever it is. Or, or even the last 30, 40 years, which still are so incredibly influenced by the post-WW2 period, where Europe was leveled. Asia was still pre-modern, economically speaking. Right. 
and and we just sat astride the globe like a colossus of old with our manufacturing might and the rest of it. Mm-hmm. You wanted a car, you're going to buy an American car if you had any money. And now you got every country on earth is is cranking out. Well, that grossly overstates it. I'm sorry. You have quite a number of countries that are cranking out some really high quality goods. Mm-hmm. Haiti's not making cars. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, none you'd want to drive. <laughs> They might have cars, but they're not great. (laughs) New from Republic of the Congo Motors. Right, right. No, nobody's saying that. I understand your point, though. So, yeah, if you were to remove that period from America's history, well, well, never mind. I don't want to go down. That could be the reason. I don't know if it is or not, but that's part of it. First strings were certainly looser back in the day than they are now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know people high levels in some companies, they, they fly coach. And, you know, as another employee right. who wants money to be spent on uh, me or or reinvested or whatever, I'm fine with that. But but people that back in the day, no way would have been flying across the country coach back in the day in big companies. And they right. do now. Yeah. It's part of the deal. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, everything's just getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. And you know you blame? The liberals. The liberals. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com.